Welcome to Jest Quest, our D&D podcast. We're pretty new to podcasting, and I'm pretty new to DMing, so I hope you'll stick along for the ride. We're starting out with an established party of level 9 characters. This episode is meant to be a, a quick catch-up on what the party has done leading up to this moment. Not everything will be included in this audio recording, but hopefully you'll be able to get an idea of what they've been up to. It's time for adventure. Our story focuses on two characters, Klondike, the ghost sorcerer, and Foodle McDoodle, the jacked gnome barbarian. They had met each other in Lilypad Kingdom. Klondike had just come back from a job clearing goblins from a watchtower. The two of them took a job together to clear out spiders from someone's basement. But before they even left, Foodle McDoodle got in trouble with the city guard. They both flew into the alleyways, hiding from the guards pursuing them. When the tension eventually died down, Klondike went to the house, only to find Foodle had killed the owner of the house and not cleared the spiders, but instead opted to gather all of the coin and treasure in the house all together to steal for himself. The two of them were friends with a wizard in the city of the name of Boogle. Boogle was a merchant. He was a handicapped merchant. Long, long ago, he had been cursed by a powerful witch. His legs were magically transformed into the legs of a roasted chicken. Because of this, he had to keep a force field around him and his shop at all times. Boogle told Klondike that the job clearing the goblins from the watchtower was a job from the princess herself, and that she had requested that the adventurers meet her in her castle for a meal. They did so, but things quickly went sour when Foodle began flailing on the ground like a child and chopped the butler with his axe. Luckily for Foodle, the butler turned out to be an evil shape-changer from the surrounding swamps, and the party jumped him. The shape-changer nearly made it outside of the castle, but he wasn't quick enough for Klondike's magic. The shape-changer lay dead in a fizzling heap. The wind started to pick up, and the shutters on the castle started to clatter against the walls. As Foodle McDoodle, the gnome barbarian, started to leave the castle, reaching for the doorknob, the doors to the castle swung open, and a furious wind burst through the foyer. In stepped a hulking man with black and red armor, gray skin and horns. He picked up the corpse of the shape-changer, pulling a coin from his coin purse. A red coin. He asked one question. Who is responsible for this corpse? Klondike, not wanting to upset the new guest, claimed responsibility for the murder of the butler. The hulking man handed the red coin to Klondike, and with that, he made his leave. The Lotus Princess of Lilypad Kingdom told the two about Calarel the Vile, the hulking man who was traveling amongst the kingdoms, taking the corpses. He had never been seen entering any kingdoms, and that's why she wanted the watchtower cleared of goblins. She had suspected Calarel the Vile of evil deeds, and had suspected that the red coin he gave Klondike was cursed. Klondike took the coin to Boogle and had it identified. It was indeed cursed, with some sort of tracking magic and a vanity blood red coating. Boogle hired the two of them to take him and his force field to the neighboring kingdom, Spooky Forest Kingdom. The group made their way, and on their way blocking the path they found a manticore. They slayed the beast, and the winds picked up. It wasn't long before the hulking man Calarel the Vile showed up to claim the corpse of the manticore. He paid the party two additional red coins. Klondike asked Calarel what he was doing, but Calarel didn't respond and simply made his lead. They made their way into the kingdom and helped Google set up his shop. They didn't spend many days in the kingdom before they had to make an appearance before the queen, the Spider Queen. 
The Spider Queen is top half woman, bottom half spider. She's a large beast, but she rules her kingdom fairly. She asked the party to acquire any information they could on Calarel the Vile, imploring them to check with a giant who was sitting just outside the kingdom. Peewee was known as the Great Warrior. He had spent his life defending those who needed it. Klondike suggested that they used a combination of the red coin and a corpse to attract Calarel to the Spooky Forest Kingdom. They were provided with a corpse, but Calarel didn't show up. Klondike the Ghost and Foodle McDoodle both agreed to give any information they found on Calarel back to the Spider Queen, and with that they went on with their adventures. During their quests in the Spooky Forest itself, they had another encounter with Calarel. This time when Klondike asked what he was doing, Calarel responded with, Gaining power. And again, he paid them in red coins and made his leave. After questing in the Spooky Forest, they were invited to stay in the castle. They provided the Spider Queen with info on their latest encounter with Calarel the Vile. During their night stay at the castle, Klondike decided to sneak around. He found the Spider Queen's study. On a table in her study, he found notes on Calarel the Vile and some notes on the Pup Kingdom. Klondike decided that Calarel the Vile was rewarding him better than the Spider Queen was for information. So he took it upon himself to burn the notes in the Spider Queen's study on Calarel the Vile, leaving a red coin on the ashes. It wasn't long before the burned notes were discovered, and the Spider Queen brought Foodle, Klondike, and Google, their wizard friend, into questioning. Blame was placed on Klondike, and he was being transported to the castle dungeon. Google the wizard used a magic spell to contact Klondike telepathically on the way to the dungeon. He said that he had an item, an item that could teleport Klondike anywhere he chooses in the world. Klondike immediately thought of the king of the land, who resided at the top of the tallest mountain. He told Boogle to teleport him there. Without enough time to confirm that that's really where Klondike wanted to be teleported, Boogle had to act. Klondike disappeared, and it wasn't long before the guards of the castle whipped into a frenzy. The king of the land had a lot of valuable items. Klondike traded some items with the king of the land, and ended up with a scroll. A scroll of save point. He was told it was time magic, and in order for the scroll's magic to come into use, you had to use the scroll twice. Once to create a save point, and the second time to return. But there were more details to the scroll. If someone knew about the existence of time magic, their memories would be retained when time was reverted to the save point. And if Klondike, the caster of the scroll, died, the second part of the scroll would instantly be enacted, and he would be returned back to his original save point. Boogle the wizard and Foodle McDoodle the gnome barbarian laid low for a while, and after only five days they were able to teleport themselves up to the top of the mountain to meet Klondike. While on the top of the mountain, Klondike enacted the first part of the scroll, creating a save point. And it wasn't long after that save point was created that a dragon showed up. Klondike, Foodle McDoodle, and Boogle the Wizard were most definitely all going to die. That is, if Boogle the Wizard hadn't conned another magic merchant named Nermal out of his most valuable possession, the Flaming Sword of Ultra Mega Death. This sword was said to be able to kill any creature with just one hit. When the dragon showed up, Boogle handed off the sword to Foodle McDoodle, who rose it high above his head and threw it at the dragon, only to miss and the sword to clatter down the side of the mountain. All hope seemed lost before Boogle again handed the sword to Foodle. Without asking any questions, Foodle flew up to the head of the dragon, who was rearing back, preparing his flame breath attack. It would be deadly to the party if Foodle missed this shot. 
he hoisted the flaming sword above his head and threw it once more, this time hitting the dragon directly in the eye. The dragon reared back with a screech, and the dragon's head exploded, its corpse crumbling and cascading down the rocky mountainside. Boogle the wizard took his sword back from Foodle, explaining that he had put it in a sheath of returning. It wasn't long after killing the dragon before Calarel the Vile showed up. He offered a hefty reward for the corpse of the dragon. Klondike agreed to the reward and vowed his service to Calarel the Vile. He would continue to provide corpses for payment, but only if Calarel was willing to show his support for Klondike. At this point, Klondike and Foodle went off on their adventures. Boogle stopped at Wizard City, his home. It was when they were in Wizard City that Foodle McDoodle found a little boy on the streets. A boy wizard of the name Borningi. Foodle hired the homeless boy wizard to follow them around and show them the area. Over the course of their adventure, Foodle and Klondike took over a keep. They made allies with the Flame Kingdom. They learned more on the war between the Pup Kingdom and the Spooky Forest Kingdom. They stopped a ring of child sex slavers and freed all the children and freed a little girl who showed great combat prowess, allowing her to adventure with them for a time. Klondike met a man who was wearing his body, the body Klondike had before he was a ghost. They found a magical dungeon called the Dungeon Master's Dungeon that would change every two weeks. They attempted that dungeon several times, gaining rewards and magic items alike. The two of them made plenty of friends, but far greater amounts of enemies. Trixie, the little girl they saved from slavery, caught Klondike killing 12 children. Trixie had vowed since the day she was free that she would spend the rest of her life killing monsters, and she had just discovered her good friend Klondike was one such monster. After a long while, Calarel informed the two of them that he only needed one more body to complete his task, but this one he needed alive. It was the body of the great warrior, the giant, Peewee. Klondike and Foodle were to bring this giant to a location between the Ice Kingdom and the Grassy Plains. They did as Calarel instructed. When Foodle, Klondike, and Peewee arrived at the location, a fissure opened up in the ground. The giant Peewee fell into a pit. At the bottom of a pit was a green lake, souls flowing through it. This was a necrotic font, undoubtedly built by Calarel the Vile. It was as the Great Warrior's body was being dissolved and eaten by this necrotic font that Calarel shared his true intentions. He was reviving a long dormant evil creature that resided within the Great Warrior, known simply as the Lich. The centuries of adventuring and heroism that this giant displayed would undoubtedly form into a greater and more powerful Lich than the last. The giant Peewee made a last stand and attempted to exit the font of necromatic power. Seeing this, Calarel instructed his thousands of undead warriors to flow into the font and overpower it. With their combined undead energy flowing through the font, the giant stood no chance. His flesh was dissolved, and all that remained was a giant skeleton with furious green flames for eyes. All was silent for a time. The Lich looked upon Calarel, Klondike, and Foodle, and he said one word. Sacrifice. Calarel looked over Foodle and Klondike, and with only a moment's hesitation, drew his sword. But from all their time adventuring, he was no longer any match for their combined efforts. Klondike and Foodle McDoodle slayed Calarel the Vile. He laid in a sizzling heap on the ground before them. The Lich stared on. Power my fault. Foodle and Klondike looked at each other, 
They weren't about to kill each other because a skeleton told them to, no matter how large he may be. Again, the lich spoke. Power my font. It was then that our gnome barbarian, Poodle McDoodle, threw Calarell's corpse into the font of necromatic power. A surge of energy flowed through the lich. Poodle and Klondike's red coins began to shake furiously, and the lich spoke. You, the bearer of my red coin, you are now in my service. You must kill one creature a day or you yourself will be killed. If you find a creature promoting life, such as a farmer or a mother, you may kill them and get three days before you must kill again. I am the lich. I am your new master. Bow before me. The coin stopped shaking and the giant lich's dead eyes gazed on Foodle McDoodle and Klondike the Ghost. Join me, and you will rule the world. Klondike and Foodle found themselves floating in a dark void, feelings of emptiness and dread. They woke up on the grassy plains, and looking towards the Ice Kingdom, they saw a plume of green and black smoke billowing across the sky. For several days, Klondike and Foodle McDoodle stayed alive by killing small animals and rodents. They eventually made their way back to Wizard City. It was in shambles, hardly a wizard in sight. Klondike and Foodle had spent a lot of their red coins from Calarel here in Wizard City, buying magic items, and they had certainly made their way through circulation. Klondike put together that when the coins were shaking and the Lich was speaking, he was speaking through all of the red coins across the lands. Wizard City was barren because all the wizards were either dead or left for their own safety. Foodle made his way to the Dungeon Master's Dungeon for one final run-through, and Klondike made his way into Wizard City, looking for the weakest wizard he could find for his kill for the day. He did indeed find the weakest wizard in the city. It was Borningi, the little boy, their follower. Without even a conversation, Klondike volleyed spells at the little boy. After their time training together, Borningi wasn't as weak as when they first found him, but he still stood no chance against Klondike. After he was dead, Klondike went to the Dungeon Master's dungeon to meet Foodle. At the end of the dungeon, they were offered a prize. They could be soul-bonded to one of their items. No matter where their soul was, in time or space, they could always call their soul-bounded item to them. Foodle McDoodle soul-bonded to a sheath of returning. Klondike soul-bonded to his talisman of ultimate evil. Klondike announced that he was going to revert time, and they would stop the Lich from ever returning. Foodle McDoodle in a frenzy killed himself and laid in a heap on the floor. It was now or never. Klondike looked on his dead friend and he enacted the second part of his scroll. And that's where we'll pick up with our first episode of our podcast. I hope you'll come along and join us for the adventure. Thanks for listening. This has been Jess Quest. I'd like to thank Andrew Gooney for providing the music for this podcast. You can find a link to his work in the description.